Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, November 18th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lit. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Before we talk again about John's gospel, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, in the reading of your word, in the exploring of your words, in the hearing of your words, may we be transformed. May we know your grace a little bit more intimately. May we know your love more truly. And may we be people who go out and exemplify that in the world. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen to our reading from the 14th chapter of John's Gospel, verses 25 through 31. We pick up with Jesus speaking to his disciples. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming. He has no power over me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us be on our way. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, if you came with a warning label, what would it be and why? So many to choose from, Brett, (laughs) but I think I'll go with warning listens to Bob Seger every day. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that should be like a, um, you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) I listen to Bob Seger every day. What about you? Uh, mine would probably be, you know, warning, beware of mood, um, (laughs) (laughs) of there just, sometimes I'm just in a sassy mood, um, and then. Sassy Brett's my favorite And that's, that's when filter, that's when Brett's filter disappears and just every, it's essentially like when I'm with my brothers and your filter disappears and you're just trying to one up the other person. Yeah. Every once in a while I get that way with other people and that's not. Listen, me and my brothers are vicious, and it's like they can say terrible things to me that no one else could. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. I do appreciate those relationships where you don't need your filter. Yeah, you can just you just let it fly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But to our scripture, um, what do you think Jesus means when he says the Father is greater than I? So, uh, first of all. When we talk of Trinitarian theology, it is the knowledge that there is no greater than I, that Jesus is God and mm-hmm. God is Jesus and Jesus is the Holy Spirit, that mm-hmm. there's this equality in the Trinity. Yeah. But I think Jesus is saying that, using that language on beh- for his disciples. Mm. And I'm curious if you, if you agree with that. But the idea that 
Jesus is returning to God the Father. And he has consistently referred to himself as the Son of Man, Son of God. And so he's used that language to describe a relationship in a way. Father, Son, the Father is always greater than the Son. I don't think that that's an accurate representation of who the Trinitarian God is, but I do think it's language that worked for the disciples to give them an idea that now he will be united with God the Father. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that language of greater than I and Father and Son? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that um, I think that this can this this is a great demonstration of. Uh, why I don't take the hermeneutic of take it as literally as possible unless you can't um, yeah. because then we would have to take this literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think that's what Jesus is doing. Um, I don't, I, to your point, I think that when we look at Trinitarian theology, when we look at how we understand father, son and Holy spirit, that there is a complete equality that they are one, the same and that we don't understand this crap. <laughs> and, and, Taking that literally here is refuted mm-hmm. by what we learn about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in other places, yep. right? So um, that's the problem with a lot of the text is that a lot of it is metaphor. Mm-hmm. Metaphor is usually used to describe one narrow thing, not the totality of something. And how can you explain the totality of exactly. the Godhead anyway? And, and Jesus uh, I mean, if we... Obviously, we've had uh, 2,000 years of really smart people writing and searching and trying to figure out the Trinity, and we've inherited that, whereas the disciples have just heard about the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus is is speaking to... speaking to all of us, but also he's speaking to his disciples in this very, uh, in this moment. And I think that he is uh, demonstrating uh, a couple of things, and I think one of them is uh, the humility of, of what we're called to, uh, that we are not God, <laughs> that, that, that God is, is greater than who we are. And, uh, again, I think Jesus does things sometimes to, to demonstrate that or says things in order to, to demonstrate that if, if Jesus, the son of God does not count himself as equal with God, uh, and he says this, then uh, we as humans uh, don't come anywhere close, right? Then we're even we're even less so. And so he's trying to uh, perhaps even use hyperbole to kind of explain this to us, uh, which uh, we need reminding of oftentimes. <laughs> yeah. And I also think that language of, you know, the father is greater than I also reminds the disciples that this whole thing is bigger than all of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That... Um, that what this this Jesus project, right, this idea of him as Messiah leading us and that the Holy Spirit will come, um, that Jesus is going because this is bigger than anything we could imagine. And I think that's still true, you know, as far as we know, great theologians of the world or whatever. It's still mm-hmm. so much bigger than anything we could ever imagine. Yeah. And to trust in that relationship um, of who God is within God's self, but also trust in who God is with us. There's a, I've, I've started reading Cormac McCarthy's new book and, and it talks are about... Are you sad? Because all of his books are really sad. Oh, they're all super sad. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> but all very beautiful. Um, but uh, in it, he talks, he's talking about a character is explaining that um, kind of their life story. And at one point they, they became an alcoholic and they started going to AA and 
she was talking about how she really struggled with the whole God thing. Um, however, if she thought about it and there wasn't a God, then that meant she was God. And that scared the crap out of her. Yeah. Um, and, and that was, that's been one of my favorite lines of, uh, if, if, and so, and then the honesty of, she still doesn't understand God. She's still trying to figure out God. Uh, but she has to acknowledge that there is some sort of God because the alternative is just terrifying to well, her. Well, I heard, had someone tell me one time that, um, that they, you know, they grew up hearing about the God of the Old Testament who like hurled thunderbolts at people and they really just like rejected that idea. They hated it. Mm-hmm. And then one day they realized that they were living their lives like they were God and wow. they were hu- hurling, thunderbolts. hurling thunderbolts. And that was a turnaround for them too. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, leave with this uh, quote from Kate Bowler in her book, Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved. She writes, God is here. We are loved. It is enough. Simple and so true and powerful. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.